Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. Saul Marquez here. And today I have the privilege of hosting an extraordinary leader in healthcare. His name is Glenn Davis. He is the global manager of Smart Health at Natera Ventures. He's a global healthcare executive leading a team focused on new business creation in digital health in Japan, Europe, and Silicon Valley at Natera Ventures based in California. Together with Natera Ventures Labs, they're expanding their portfolio globally through strategic investments and partnerships focused on healthcare and innovation. Glenn, thank you so much for joining us. It's such a pleasure to have you here today. Well, so thank you for the very kind introduction. I, I feel, uh, uh, yeah, thank you very much. No, it's a pleasure to, I think, be on the uh, the podcast and you know speaking to your to your audience. Thank you so much. Yeah, and, and look, uh, you are you just have so much to t to, to share, and the work that you guys are doing is is very impressive. And we'll get to that. Before we do, though, I'd love to just kind of get an understanding of what inspires your work in healthcare? I think throughout my career, I've always had a very strong passion for technology. And I think having five daughters, uh, that's also sort of promoted me to think about, you know, how can that be implied to healthcare? And how do we improve patient lives? That's been a significant driver. And I grew up in Australia, um, so I do have an accent. And um, I think I did postgraduate studies in medical ultrasound, I work clinically both in the Australian sort of public healthcare system and also the private. And I think those experiences of being like in intensive care, um, in the emergency room on weekdays, and then, you know, at three o'clock in the morning, um, I think some of those experiences and working in clinics, because I was working in um, whether it be obstetrics or vascular or radiology, I think it really gave me a an excellent insight into, you know, not only the patient journey, because you, you, A, I think we've all been a patient at some point, or your family, but I think also how clinicians are dealing with those sort of challenges and life in a hospital. So I think that's provided an excellent grounding to which I sort of brought into the industry um, and really understood, okay, you know, how do we actually do things that make a difference? That's really great, Glenn. And, you know, uh, I love that sort of, you know, multi-country experience, uh, you know, in, a, in the social system and in a, in a, you know, more capitalist system that we have here in the States. Um, and, and, and that sort of experience really, I think, offers value to the work you guys are doing. So talk to us about Natera Ventures. What are you guys up to and how are you adding value to the healthcare ecosystem? Yeah, I think, um, I suppose I brought with me this, this real focus of how do we make sure we're centered on the patient and, and really a focus of how can we help people spend more time living, less worried about their health or bringing things to the market that assures that we have the right ideal, that we're focused on the right things. So uh, we at, at Natera Ventures, we've been chartered in creating new revenue streams um, and that really outlines the translation of Natera as a company aligned with its sort of long-term management plan of how do we increase the ratio of business that's not associated with automotive or, you know, the internal combustion engine, which has historically been our, our focus. So an example of this is we had a recently invested in a, a small company actually based in startup based in Los Gatos, and they're focused on telemedicine and personalized care management. 
Um, last year, we also invested in um, Cold Plasma, a company called Nearplas, GmbH. And there, that's a focused, a technology focused on advanced wound care. Um, in addition, we've also been looking at uh, respiratory care as well. So I think from our point of view, you know, I, I came to Natera. It was a very natural fit for my global experience. And we're certainly focused on looking at small startups as well as partnerships. Um, and I think that gives us this edge in trying to think, how do we bring innovations to the market, um, both internally and externally? It's really fascinating, this, this seed of, 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 of health that was planted into sort of a, a traditionally automotive company. Can, can you share a little bit more about the inspiration for, for that specific focus? We're very fortunate. I think the leadership within Natera um, thinks very long term. Um, so we're an 80-year-old company. Um, so we've had, uh, you know, initial focus in ceramics, material science, and that's been spread amongst automotive. But we also have, um, you know, significant healthcare business around oxygen concentration, as well as pulmonary diagnostics that, yeah. uh, you know, globally. So I, I think it's along that, you know, I think what's interesting with companies is how do you remain uh, really focused on how do you help people? Because in the end of the day, that's what a company is about. We have employees, you've got the duty of care. And then you've also got how do you you know make a difference to society as a whole? So for us, we have uh, very much a, a focus on certainly mobility, uh, healthcare, and energy. Um, and I think that's a hot topic to be in, in all three at the moment. Um, so I think that's... It's having a leadership that thinks beyond the quarter, uh, you know, frankly. And I think that's what's certainly attracted me um, in the roles that we have today. Definitely clear differentiators in the type of company that you guys are in the market. When you think about some of the, you know, we learn more about these setbacks that we have in our lives than the, than the wins sometimes. If you could think to one that sticks out to you and, and a learning that you came, came got out of that, what would you say it was? You know, here in Silicon Valley, and I've lived in the Valley now, I originally came from Japan. Uh, so I've lived in five different countries. So Australia, then I was based out of London in Europe. Uh, then I found myself in Singapore, uh, wow. looking up to Asia, and then Tokyo. So I lived in Japan for three years, and then sort of East Coast, West Coast. I think what's interesting, you know, here in Silicon Valley, I think there's no doubt we have a culture of innovation and failing fast. And, but that's really unique. And I don't think it necessarily translates to other cultures when you think of it outside of this bubble of, uh, of innovation and VC culture we have here. So, I mean, in my career, I think, I, I feel like I've seen it all from regulatory setbacks where, you know, suddenly you're on the wrong pathway of a regulatory uh, approval, whether that be in, um, you know, in Europe or, or China or Korea or, or the U.S., I think um, I've seen so many product issues, I think, you know, in different ways. And, and of course, the big thing here in Silicon Valley in a startup is when funding dries up and then all of a sudden, you know, you're thinking where to go. But um, I think the biggest learning for me is never be daunted by it as a leader. Um, you know, perseverance is key. Uh, you've got to have that vision and almost like an un 
and no doubt that you and your team can achieve that. So I, I don't mean you have to be, you can't be blindsided by competitive sure, competition, sure. but you know, I, I will tell you something. I'm a very much a fan of the Nepalese climber. His name's Nimsday. And I don't know if any of your okay. audience have actually um, seen the movie or read the book. It's called 14 Peaks. But um, I would encourage you. I, it's like a phenomenal story of in one season, climbing season, him and a Nepalese team climbed 14 peaks over 8,000 meters, which is which Holy has never smoke. been done. But he's, um, his story, I think, is a great one of, you know, perseverance and driving a team and, uh, and how that journey of how you are seeing setbacks, you know, how do you overcome them? So I, I, I encourage anyone to read that book. I just got goosebumps thinking about it, Glenn. Um, it sounds yeah, like it's a pretty great wild. Book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a great book. Um, and I was looking it up as you were sharing that, and it looks like it's also a, a documentary. Correct. Yeah, yeah. The film is wild. Um, awesome. I actually made all my my global team sit down and watch it. Um, oh, you did. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, as a leader, I think we have to inspire that. I mean, building trust is really, really critical. I think. Um, but the other one is you have to lead by example and inspire people that um, you have to have that vision and also be able to execute. But you've got to inspire people to understand that vision and where you're trying to head. This idea of inspiration, folks, I mean, Glenn did it so easily. Um, and I'm about to watch this movie when I, I'm, I'm going to, to, to Mexico here in a, in a couple of days. And I'm going to download that and I'm going to watch it. And it's how you say it, it's what you say, and it's believing it. And Glenn, you definitely embody the belief uh, of what's possible. And, uh, and so thank you for that. And thank you for sharing, uh, you know, some of those setbacks. Well, what would you say, you know, you see a lot of companies, you and your team. And so what would you say is a trend or technology that's going to change healthcare as we know it? You know, if I think about when I first worked at a hospital, it was all about the hospital. and. Um, uh, but I think that's it's under significant transformation. So I think we're seeing a shift from the traditional hospital-based healthcare model to more services being delivered at home. There's no doubt. COVID it accelerated it beyond belief, um, and I think it's also driven by a s aging population. I mean, here in the U.S., if you look at it, baby boomers are are going to be a significant economic driver um, in the way that as they won't accept, um, you know, queuing up in a hospital ER for four, uh, four to six hours, you know, they're going to say, well, can't there be a better model than that as an example? Um, I mean, if you're lucky, if you go outside North America, you can be in, I won't name some of the countries, you could be stuck in ER for, you know, several days, oh. you know, in the corridors. Um, oh and, uh, so I don't think that's going to be accepted by a, a more an aging population. They will want something better. So I think those that demand, I think you're going to see more tech-enabled services that benefit both physicians and patients. And I think it was very interesting. I think it was yesterday or earlier in the week. You know, Amazon Prime announced a telemedicine service um, being offered to their Prime members through One Medical. Um, I saw that. A, I didn't know what fixed, that was. A fixed rate and unlimited, uh, you know, access. So I think we're going to see, you know, quite significant changes um, mm. to offer 
better care and accessibility of care. Um, and it's going to change because uh, let's face it, we can't go on the way we're doing now. Um, our health expenditure in the U.S. is, you know, um, you know, an amazing. It's the highest in the world as far as the percentage of GDP goes. Um, so I, I think that's going to be a trend without a doubt. It's it's people demand more, and I think our, um, you know, we've got a as a technology and an industry, we need to figure out how to focus on that. I was ordering something on Amazon yesterday and I saw that and I didn't actually dig into it, but that's what it is, huh? Interesting. Yeah, so, I mean, very interesting. I think you've, um, you know, the game's changed and I think it, has. it will be an interesting scenario for hospitals, how they adopt to this change. Too. Did an interview a couple of weeks ago, uh, Glenn, and sort of to the topic of what you're saying or, you know, is uh, the, the, the guest uh, with me said, it's not about, you know, going where the puck is going now. It's about redirecting the puck. And and so we're, we have to do that. If we don't do it, uh, we will get disrupted, to Glenn's point. We have to be aware. Uh, you can't have your blinders on. Uh, and and you got to do things that are data-backed. And the way that you do that is you pay attention. Um, so love that, Glenn. Thank you. Look, I, I've really enjoyed our, our time together. This has been a, a, a lot of fun. If you if you wanted to leave our our listeners with a closing thought, what would you leave them with? And then what's the best place they could get in touch with you and the team? I feel if you're in medical device and healthcare, sort of, I find the startup ecosystem incredibly exciting. Um, and I think it's also very easy to get distracted or focused on the technology, but lose sight of the patient. So I was... Um, uh, with a close friend of mine last week, the other day, and I think he he reminded me of something that it was if the value proposition or the story behind what you're talking about, it needs to be compelling enough that you'd go home after hearing it and you'd tell your either your husband, your wife, your partner, it has to be so impactful that you would go home and tell someone about that. And I mm. thought that was really interesting because um, the stories and how we articulate, yeah. uh, um, you know, you're not going to go home and say, oh, I found this really fantastic, you know, technology and, uh, you know, it's it's a 6% improvement over an existing device. That's really not something you usually come home and tell your significant other about. But if you tell them, look, this was, <laughs> you know, impactful enough that, Instead of someone having their limb amputated, they were able to, um, their wound was able to be uh, actually um, closed. Um, that meant now they could actually take their kids to school and walk down the shop and be independent. There, that's the difference, I think. So a compelling, strong value proposition that's impactful, I think, makes the difference. Such a smooth way of saying it. <laughs> <laughs> but, and uh, like at the end of the day, uh, people buy from people. Yeah. And we have to, you know, the, we have to remind ourselves that, um, you know, that that's the difference. We're, we're, as you and your audience, you connect your, um, that connection is critical. The, that, that makes the difference. So that's, that's my, my 
uh, hopefully that may resonate with your audience. Oh, that's beautiful. No, I love it. Uh, folks take that home with you. Uh, the, you know, if you're in the, if you're in the device space or you're in the, in the healthcare SaaS space, or, or even if you're a provider, are you, are you, are you providing experiences that have people go talk about you? Like that is, that is just like the bridge between a disconnected healthcare industry to a connected consumer focused industry. I think that's the culmination of it. So let's listen to Glenn here, folks. Uh, take that home with you and do something about it. Cause at the end of the day on the outcomes rocket, you make things happen by taking action. And Glenn, I want to thank you for taking action today and being with us. Really, really uh, appreciate my, it. My pleasure. And uh, certainly, you know, we have, you can contact us through our sort of website um, or LinkedIn. Um, but we're always, you know, we do have three offices. Uh, we have one in Berlin. We have one in Tokyo. We're headquartered in Nagoya and my group is out of, our global group is out of Santa Clara. So we always have events from time to time. Um, we'd love to see um, you and your listeners, if you uh, to come down and talk to us and tell us about what your uh, particular innovation uh, or how you can make a difference. We're always trying to listen. So. Amazing, Glenn. Folks, we will leave uh, in the show notes links to to the LinkedIn and the webpage that Glenn has referenced. So make sure you check out the show notes. If you have an innovation that you're wanting to get in front of this amazing team, uh, there's big opportunities here. So Glenn, thank you so much for for being with us today. My pleasure. Thanks, everyone.